0: Welcome to the 2022 Tech Congress series. My name is Catherine and this series will follow our 2022 fellows as they make their way to Congress. We'll keep in touch with them throughout the year and follow up with them at the end of the fellowship to explore the highs, the lows, the surprises, and the evolution of their experience. A little bit of background, Tech Congress was created after our founder, Travis Moore, saw the lack of technical expertise while working as a staffer in Congress. Today we will be interviewing Lauren Lombardo, a 2022 Congressional Innovation Fellow. Lauren worked as a research fellow for the Harvard Kennedy School, Ash Center for Democratic Governance and Innovation while earning a master in public policy from Harvard University's John F. Kennedy School of Government. Prior to that, Lauren was a senior data scientist at Nielsen and spent much of her early career working in California politics. Welcome to the program, Lauren. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Really happy to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. So to kick us off, what first sparked your interest in technology and tech policy? Uh, I
1: love this question,
0: mostly because I
1: feel like I accidentally came to care about the intersection of technology and policy, and also because it, given my uh, career history and professional interest seems inevitable. When I first started my journey in politics, this was not the intersection that I thought I would spend my career focused on. I did a lot of work on congressional campaigns in California and also got some exposure to the state legislature and working for Republican elected officials at the the state level in California. I pivoted uh, pretty dramatically and decided that I wanted to get more technical experience and to get a better understanding of this emerging field at the time called data science, and uh, perhaps to learn about ways in which to integrate understanding consumer behavior and market preferences uh, and media consumption back to uh, politics and campaigns and, and the like. Uh, But while I was at Nielsen, I learned a lot more than just how people consume media and interact with content around them. Uh, I learned a lot about how algorithms are built, uh, the role that models and data play in our lives, what data is collected on people, how that data is used to form decisions and to provide inputs, uh, not only in consumer facing ways like the ways that we see the social media algorithms used, but also uh, in backend ways just to make very small decisions at a variety of companies. This really fascinated me and I always knew that I would find my way back into the public sector, but perhaps for the first time, I felt like I had a real understanding of a policy issue or an area where I thought maybe more could be done or more could be be researched to better understand how policy could uh, respond to what was happening and also how government might be able to use all of the different techniques and technologies that were available to me in the private sector to better uh, perform their operations and administrative duties. So all of that said, I took both of these experiences that were really quite different at the time and tried to find a way to combine them uh, while getting a master in public policy at the Harvard Kennedy School, where I really focused on the intersection of technology and policy, government modernization, and the ways in which technology clashes with societal norms and the ways in which those norms might need to be rethought or recreated to, to better fit with the ways that technology has changed our world.
0: So you mentioned that you transitioned from working as a data scientist at Nielsen to pursuing a master in public policy and conducting academic research at Harvard. Was there a specific impetus or motivation that led you to pursuing this transition? I really enjoyed my
1: time working in the private sector. I feel like I learned a lot about um, how businesses operate and a lot about technology in the world of data science, but I always felt ever since I was a little kid that my real passion and interest was in finding ways to perform acts of public service, whether that. Um, be just supporting my community through volunteer efforts or working with uh, locally elected officials and I really missed that. Aspect of my pre-private sector life, uh, and I—I I think I knew from the beginning when I joined Nielsen that I would try to find ways to integrate those worlds. I did some work on political data, I did some work on uh, campaign ratings and uh, you know viewership behind campaign ads, but nothing filled the the void or the desire to make an impact in a deeper way or to work on issues in a way that I thought could help move the needle on problems or issues that I cared about. So my shift to academia uh, and really to a a school focused on public policy was to, to try to find a way to integrate what I had learned at Nielsen and a lot of Uh, the tools and techniques I cared a lot about and thought could be integrated into the public space and to take the time to figure out how to merge those worlds and and what could come next.
0: Yeah, that's so great to hear. And in the vein of public service and wanting to be more engaged with public policy, what brought you to Tech Congress and what does being a civic technologist mean to you?
1: Yeah, I, I love this question. A lot of the, the research and work that I did at the Harvard Kennedy School was focused on government modernization. And I think that's a, a huge component of the civic technology world right now. But one of the biggest missing factors I thought was for there to be a focus on the fact that as we fundamentally use technology to shift the ways that governments work and operate and interact with constituents and you know the back end of the, the administrative ways that governments provide services, we're also foundationally changing the capacity a government has to to work. We're changing um, the, the tools the government has to interact with constituents. And in my view, also foundationally just changing what the government is. Um, a government system is nothing but sort of agreed upon laws and documents that provide it the ability to do certain things. And as we start to use technology uh, to to change and, I think, improve the way that the government operates, we also need to have... More conversations about how that technology is also just foundationally changing what the government is capable of doing, what they have the capacity to do, and to be more intentional about what that might mean for uh, future government services, future uh, policy decisions. And this, in a way, these types of questions just around how technology is not only changing our world, but changing the way that our public institutions have to respond to this world made me interested in coming to an organization like Tech Congress that will allow me to be placed at the center of, of a lot of this work and to, to learn about the legislative process, to participate in the legislative process in a way that would allow me to think through and address some of these larger questions about the ways in which technology was shifting uh, not only the world and the way that the government needs to respond to it, but also the government itself, and to be thoughtful about the ways in which we might be altering our government um, and and think through what types of changes and uh, policies might need to be in place for a, a modern government to operate in this world.
0: That was a super insightful answer, thank you. And I loved what you said, especially about government really just being the collection of laws and rules that we collectively agree to adhere to. Um, And with that in mind, when you're on the Hill working in government and making your impact there, what's one thing that you're most excited about and what are you nervous about? I
1: I love this question and I'm really excited to be Serving my fellowship in Senator Sass's office. Uh, I am excited to use that time to think about the ways in which technology and society have clashed to create shifts in the ways that we uh, communicate and socialize and interact with the world, the ways in which we receive education and healthcare. Um, and even the ways in which we communicate with friends and family and loved ones. I think I'm, I'm most interested in, in spending time thinking through how these technology and society clashes have shifted uh, and in some ways created lots of benefits and a lot of, and a lot of great things for our societies. Um, and in some ways created some potential harms or things that need to be addressed either through the regulatory or uh, policy systems. So that's what I'm most excited about is having the opportunity to dive into some of these questions and the ability to work for uh, a a member like Senator Sass, who I think is quite thoughtful uh, on his way that he on the way that he approaches a lot of these questions. Uh, what I am most nervous for, I uh, it I think it has to be I I don't have any federal legislative experience. I spent some time working in the state legislature in California. Um, and I have had some exposure to congressional campaigns. Uh, but this will really be my first time uh, operating at within this aspect of the government. Um, and I'm excited to see what I will learn. But I also know that there is a lot to learn just about how the uh, the place operates and what's possible, and also about how to use different legislative vehicles uh, to create the change that I'm I'm hoping to see. So excited but I think I'm most I'm most nervous for the challenge that comes with the learning curve.
0: That's definitely very understandable and in this vein of learning more about federal government um, throughout the tech congress orientation period you've been in Washington and learning about congress for a month now is there anything that's surprised you so far?
1: Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed the tech Congress orientation. Um, I was just coming out of two and a half years getting a master in public policy, so I uh, was curious to see how the orient how different the orientation might be from some of the classes that I was able uh, to take during my my master's experience. But I found that I I learned quite a lot about the ins and outs of the ways that committees and offices work. Uh, and it was interesting to sort of get that first person perspective from Travis and from the guest speakers that we had, and also uh, throughout the placement process from talking to different offices and learning about uh, how they ran their office or ran the committee. It's It's been really fascinating to to hear directly from folks, exactly how they use these different legislative vehicles in different capacities. Uh, and I, I don't think that's something that is very easy to learn from the outside. I think it's something that you have to, to learn by doing or learn by uh, being integrated into the system and hearing directly how the work is being done. So that's all been, been really, really great. And I'm glad that we've had, uh, such a a nice orientation process to get accustomed to that before we officially start our
0: work on the Hill. Yeah, and while you might be new to federal government, uh, you did mention that you'd worked in California politics and more local politics uh, earlier in your career. I was wondering if this has influenced the approach you wanna take to your work on the Hill in any way and um, what you learned from those experiences.
1: Those experiences, for me, we so long ago and in such a different context that I'm not sure there's anything uh, logistically or administratively tangible that I'm going to take into this experience. But what I will say is that uh, just from the chances I have had to work within the public sector um, in California and then also through a variety of of roles that I was fortunate enough to have during grad school working for a variety of state and uh, city governments around the country. The number one thing I've I've learned is the importance of connecting with constituents and with citizens and in thinking through exactly how to uh, message certain policy goals or to hear exactly what concerns or ideas these communities have and integrate that into the policymaking process and and to really just ensure that everything that is being done at the legislative or administrative level within the public sector is being done from a place that is rooted in how it is going to impact the people that you are designated to serve.
0: And one final fun question to end us off here. What's the best thing you've eaten in DC so far? Oh my gosh.
1: Um, I wish I had a better answer for this question. I feel like I've had a very rough transition to DC with snowstorms and the holidays, and uh, I got COVID. So my partner and I had to quarantine for uh, several weeks. But I think the, the best thing still to this day that I've eaten in DC is probably. Uh, call your mother bagel sandwiches. So good. And uh, also a bake joint pizza is incredible.
0: That's it for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to keep up with everyone's adventures throughout the fellowship. And follow our Twitter at Congress Fellows to keep up with all things Tech Congress. A special thank you to Tech Congress founder, Travis Moore, and senior advisor, Brooke Hunter, for their continued support. See you next time.